Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash icpodcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm David Young. Yeah, we have a special guest from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, little <laughs> David Young. <laughs> a funny story about this podcast. Um, we saw the movie a couple days ago. We recorded an episode directly after. Then we had some technical difficulties with Audacity. Chris was a part of the episode. Uh, <laughs> Chris died. Yeah, Chris died. Uh, he was so upset that we lost the audio that he hung himself. Uh, R.I.P. in peace. So anyway, uh, we're, it's just going to be David and I. Anyway, so yeah, there we go. Um, I like how you said we when it was mostly my fault. So I really appreciate that. And now no one now no one knows that it's my fault. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. That, that was anyone who really, it was really this, clever on my part, right? Yeah. Anyone who listens to this will not think at all that it would be my fault. Yeah, yeah, no. They would have no clue if, no clue. if they were listening to it the way I said it. Um, oh. So getting, getting into the, the meat of the subject, uh, we saw a quaint little foreign film today. <laughs> uh, we just got back from reading Shin Godzilla. Akira. Akira, yeah. Same thing, um, right? Yeah, all Japanese movies are exactly the same. That's right. So, this, um, we, we usually start out by talking about our, um, our cinema experience. We were lucky enough that we, we, uh, got to see it in the, in the limited screening, um, you went with Chris. Um, I did. So you go ahead and talk about your end. Okay. Well, uh, I do know that Chris bought the tickets ahead of time. Um, he said uh, two weeks, I think is what he said. Um, and from what I understand, the entire theater was sold out except for the back row. You know, oh, the, make, the make-out row. So he got me, he got me back there. Oh yeah, he was saying he was saying it was like the front row and the back row. So oh yeah, the pick. front row yeah. and the back row. And um, I said that I wasn't willing to do the front row since Cloverfield. So, <laughs> well, you know, I I always get really psyched when there's front row seats open. <laughs> those are my favorite. I was like, oh, so you definitely picked those, right? <laughs> He's like, of course not. What are you talking about? And then you were so disappointed with them. <laughs> yeah, because they're the best seats. Yeah, best seats in the house. Um, yeah, same here. So, like, every... I, I, I believe that almost every showing was completely sold out. Um, the, it's, this tends to happen with all of the Funimation uh, theatrical releases where the, uh, the theater completely sells out with almost every showing. Um, the last one, or the last one I went to, at least, was Resurrection F., you know, same situation. They had it on a smaller screen, and I, I just kept thinking, like, you know, these the sell out like every time. And I was, go, you know, going into Godzilla thinking it was going to be the same thing. And um, when I got there, I re like I sat in, in the theater. I was like, oh wait, this is like one of their, you know, like their average screens. You know, like kind of the middle between their big, like their big auditorium and then like the tiny one that they just kind of shove shit on. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and I was like, oh man, like they, they finally got it. Like, oh, this is going to start, like <laughs> these things are making them money. They might as well stick it in the good theater. So yeah, no, I was very excited about that. Um, I don't have a, like my theater doesn't have reserved seating. Um, so I just got there early and I uh, got a really great, yeah, I camped. I, I got a really great seat. And um, one thing I noticed was that I, I, I was very surprised. I, I the, the the audience was pretty diverse in that, like, you know, there were a lot of young and old people, men and women, um, nerds and not nerds. Because, like, you know, um, everyone knows. I was about to say, Godzilla is a, a staple now. Right, yeah. And whether they liked it or not, you know, that's up for question. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, everyone's... Inter- like kind of knows Godzilla enough that they could just go like, okay, yeah, Godzilla movie, I'll go see that. I understood Godzilla through Reptar. That's my uh, that was my <laughs> experience. I, I right. was like, oh, is Godzilla like Reptar? Like that's how I related when I was oh, growing boy. up. Oh sure. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I I understood Reptar first, and then yeah. Um. So that that's actually a good question. Like, what is so before this film, what was like your your knowledge of Godzilla? Like, what films had you seen? And um, well, because it was very few, right? Yeah, there. So I unfortunately hadn't seen a whole lot of them. I did watch the '98 film, which you know was phenomenal. Yeah, as everyone knows. Yep, starring uh, Ferris Bueller. Right, Ferris Bueller, the actor. Um, <laughs> yeah it was really weird in that movie how like you know at the end of ferris bueller like after the credits he says uh what are you still doing here the movie's over go home he actually he said that at the beginning of the film in godzilla yeah godzilla in 98 no he did not yeah he's like what are you still doing here get out of here (laughs) i don't remember that at all (laughs) god oh i'm so old He Um, he turned to the audience and said that and then they all left because yeah, every, was... everyone did. They, they <laughs> took his warning. Yeah. <laughs> For good reason. Yeah. Um, Outside no, of 98. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't what I expected, but it wasn't terrible. And um, the 98 film. Yes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I've watched a couple of spinoffs or something back in my childhood. Uh, there was a, an 89 like versus film with like some plant monster. Mm-hmm. Violante, I think its name was. And okay. it was just like very, I don't know, it was very different. But um, again, my my influences and my uh, understanding of who Godzilla was and everything kind of came from like other things. Yeah, like the, the pop culture significance of the character, basically. Right. Yeah. And um, um, any sort of like parody of it. Oh, sure. Was, yeah. Was definitely prevalent. Most people... Most people, like, know Godzilla by p- people in Japan running and saying, Oh, Gojira! Right, exactly. That's, yeah, that's that's what people know of Godzilla. Or Blackzilla, which is uh, the Dave Chappelle skit. You know, <laughs> that definitely helped my understanding of it. Of course. When he pulls out his big one-eyed brown snake. <laughs> um, I, for me, I've seen a lo- I've seen a good chunk of the Japanese films... And then, um, you know, I saw the 98 movie um, and the, the most recent uh, American film, the 2014, which 
is like my third favorite film of 2014, which was a good year in cinema. So that says a lot. Um, like 98. I, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Great, great year for movies. Uh, I, I actually went back just to set the bar super low for myself. <laughs> I, I went back and I rewatched the 98 film and uh, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it in about 10 years. And man, let me tell you, it's uh, <laughs> it's worse than I remember. Oh no! Don't tell um, me that. I wanted to go back too. God, you, like I, like I had it on my shelf, and like you know, I I'd always remember because like Chris and I would had co- would have conversations about it, especially like around the time when, um, the twenty fourteen movie was coming out. We were like, like oh you know like it's it's not good, but like yeah you, know, you know it's fun. It's a it's a fun dumb popcorn movie, and I watched it and I was like man this is like not only is this boring like it's just stupid and like this like the the he keeps changing scale and like the the man the effects like even on a DVD like because <laughs> like you watch like Space Jam now yeah. like on if you like watch it on like HD television like it's terrible like everything looks horrible but like. <laughs> Like, the, the prime way to watch that is on VHS. Of course. God, even on DVD, like, it's God, like, on DVD. it looks terrible. <laughs> it doesn't fit at all. You know, because, like, I ha- but I had all these fond memories. And you know what my fond memories were? The marketing of the film. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just remember, like, you know, you see Godzilla. Because you don't, like, up until recently, you didn't have this. Like, after The Phantom Menace, like, pretty much up until, like, The Avengers, I think. Like, you did not have movies that were that hyped up, and Godzilla was one of those. Um, you, you saw, like, billboards everywhere that had, like, oh, his his foot's bigger than this billboard, and, uh, like, he was just, like, plastered on everything, and, you know, he got like, super excited because it's Godzilla, and it's cool, and oh my fucking god, and, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, that, like, that was my fond memories of the 98 film, and now, uh, at the tender age of 22 uh all of those hopes and dreams have been dashed and uh i now see it for the shit fest it is well that's all right because uh a lot of films are shit fests and the only thing holding them together for us is nostalgia right (laughs) yeah this was purely nostalgia although the ones there's one scene that will always be funny and it's uh like they got the uh, the Russian guy and like they're trying to sneak into this American base uh, and Matthew Broderick's in the car oh, next to him yeah. and he like chewing bubble gum and <laughs> does an Elvis impersonation to, to, to look American Oh god! and it works <laughs> oh yeah because that's normal Americans oh yeah yep. um, I do remember thinking about the way they like portrayed not only Americans, but you know, like the interesting, you know, aspects of Japanese culture that were included in this particular film. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, first of all, I mean, it's not like America was the bad guys, but they were definitely the bad guys. They were, they were the scapegoat essentially. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Um, it was kind of ridiculous because, you know, I mean, Everything was, oh, well, those damn Americans. Oh, those yeah. stupid Americans. And I'm like, but, yeah, yeah, we are kind of dumb. Like The Americans, would... the Americans naming him Godzilla, but, like, they're they're looking on the paper and it's like, well, in, in Japanese it says, it says Gojira. Gojira. Like, well, we're just going to call him that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, um, I was when I was leaving the theater, there was some guy, like, someone said something about America. 
and uh, he's like, so his friend said like, yeah, they were doing a lot of shit talking in this movie. <laughs> Why not though? I mean, yeah. if anyone was gonna make, you know, a not a supernatural, a uh, crazy like super mutated creature, um, it would be us. We'd we'd yeah. be the ones that it fall would be for our that. fault. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Um, either that or like North Korea would fuck up really bad and end up doing it. Right, but nobody makes a movie about North Korea anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, Seth Rogen. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the first and last one. <laughs> the first and last one. That's right. <laughs> well, besides Team America, your favorite film. Ah, uh, fucking hate Team America. <laughs> um, I can't believe we've already gotten to that part of the podcast where we talk about my hate of Team America. <laughs> It took us like an hour last time. I know it did. I was very proud of us. We oh had... man, every, yeah. it's gonna come up like every time you're you're on here too. Um, that or Kid Rock. Yeah, that or Kid Rock. Your favorite, um, uh, your favorite artist. Um, he paints really well. Oh yeah, <laughs> but his music is shit. Absolute shit. I agree with you there. Oh man. Um, so. Yeah, getting back to this movie, uh, I, I'm just gonna say, yeah, I, I really, I love, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, I don't know if the average audience member would like. I going into it, like, like once it started up and we, you kind of figured out what it was. Like, I knew, I knew I was gonna like it. I knew Chris would like it. I was on the fence if you would, but I figured you might. But why? like, I'm not intelligent. Yeah, that's precisely why. <laughs> And, <laughs> and, um, like, but like, you know, sitting in the theater, like I was thinking that in the theater and I was like looking around and thinking like, Ooh, I don't know about <laughs> a lot of these other guys. There's like a, there's some, uh, dudes in front of me, like they were older men and they were like, you know, clearly kind of had like the more like the pop culture, um, view of Godzilla and like they were talking about sports and, um, and showing each other their penises yeah they're yeah they're showing their dicks to each other it was it was really weird and uh <laughs> eventually they were escorted out but like you know i i was like thinking about like you know them in front of me like as you know all this like we get really into like this bureaucratic like storyline that we focus on for the majority of the film and i'm like how like are these guys being entertained like i know i am but <laughs> Well, I know for me, um, I may have mentioned this to you before, but um, I my favorite book is Dune by Frank mm -hmm. Herbert, and uh, you know most of it is all about that bureaucratic process and about politics that you know maybe shouldn't be taking place, but are because that's the way we've built our society, and so it was really right. interesting to see that from yet another perspective. Yeah, in like a it, slightly more modern sense. Yeah, and like the, just this giving a, the twenty fourteen film, uh, tried to like you know give it this sort of sense of real like I mean you can't make Godzilla realistic but like give it this sense of realism and like, uh this this um in a completely different way did the same thing, um by like just kind of looking Except through this the, the laser spines I, I'm yeah. still trying to wrap my head around that one <laughs> but like yeah giving it like a a government perspective was a very interesting idea. Agreed. Um, and yeah, like, so I was super into that. There's a very Japanese aspect of the film. Yeah. And like th what I was thinking throughout the entire thing was like America would never make a Godzilla film like this. No, 
No. Because, like, America might focus on, like... Because, like, you know, the, the Gareth Edwards movie focused on, um, like, a, you know, a soldier and, like, focused on military stuff. Like, you might, like, you know, see, like, the president making a decision or something. But, like, you would never, like, focus on, like, people in office buildings, like, talking strategy about how to defeat Godzilla. That's not like you would never see that in an Amer- in an American film. The closest um, you ever got to it was Independence Day. Right, yeah, and like yeah, like, like that was um even then it was more of the the military aspect that was Right, yeah, yeah. blown up. So. And like and, like you know, not to not to like, you know, <laughs> cuz like you know, people who haven't seen this movie yet, spoilers by the way. Um, <laughs> It's Godzilla. What the fuck do you expect to happen? <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be monsters and fighting and we're gonna uh, talk about it. Yeah. Um. But like, you know, I don't want to like paint this picture that it's like, oh, it's literally just people in rooms, and then like Godzilla's like, you can see him out the window or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's plenty of destruction porn and big great action set pieces to compensate for it, but um. Like, I think there's just a perfect balance of it, for sure. I think, too, that, uh, I don't know, it's really interesting how very, um, how very easy it was to make Godzilla seem like a real creature, even with the, the creepy, uh, very fake-looking fish eyes. Yeah. That, that Larva, Larva Godzilla had. Let's talk about that for a second, because at, I actually didn't ask you guys this the first time we recorded, um... When that creature came up, like, you know, you, you see the tail, they describe it as a tail. You're like, okay, that's probably Godzilla's tail. Right. And then, like, this weird, like, slug larva creature, like, flops its way on land. Did you think that was Godzilla or, like, some monster he was going to fight? I thought it was Godzilla, but I thought that that was it. Like, it wasn't going to evolve or anything. I thought they just, like, threw the old, like, design out the window and were like, oh, okay. we're sticking with slug Godzilla. I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, here we go. And I was giggling. Here's two hours of my life. I'm not getting back. And then he evolves. Right. And then he evolves. And I was like, oh, you know what? This ain't so bad now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm starting to understand where they're going with this. I thought it was just going to be like a first act monster fight. And then like they would get like, because, you know, it, it was a dumb enough creature. Like, okay, like. Godzilla's like gonna show up. Creature, yes. Yeah, like Godzilla's gonna show up, stomp it, stomp its shit, and then, like, oh no, Godzilla's back. Like, oh, I, I, I figured, it, I figured it'd be like a very soft reboot. I did think that it was gonna be like, even before I mentioned what I mentioned, I did think that it might be like a baby Godzilla. Like, that's the baby, and Mom Godzilla is like out there, like about to wreck some shit. Oh, maybe sure. Um, but yeah, like I just. Because, like, you know, the, the fish eyes, I remember, like, you know, because I've been seeing all the promotional material for, like, the last year. I'm right. very excited about it. Um, and, like, I really, like, I'm just going to say I really love the design of gods, like, the final Godzilla. Um, like, it looks really cool with, like, kind of, like, the the weird, like, what are those called? Like, the angler fish? Like, the oh, teeth yes. and, yeah. the like, mm-hmm. the tiny eyes. Like, from... The eyes are very creepy from certain angles, but then, like, you get, like, a straight-on shot, and you can see both of them crossing, and it looks goofy. But, like, for the most part, it's a really creepy-looking design, and he looks awesome. Um, But, like, you know, he had, like, the big fish eyes when he was in the larva state, and, man, the VFX are not great. (laughs) No, no, they are not. But you... 
one thing we ended up saying last time was that like while the VFX are not great, like this this movie probably had like a budget of like like five, maybe all the way up to like fifteen million. I'll have to check uh, to be sure. But like Japanese movies never have big budgets, um, at least in American standards. Like you know, with that in consideration, like there there you can tell what's happening. You can always tell what's happening in this movie. And, um, unlike most American films. Yeah. And, um, uh, <laughs> like the, the shot, like the shot composition is good enough where you forgive it. So like, you know, even though the VFX aren't great, like you, 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 you give it a pass. I think too, that, um, as far as the need for it goes, like, I mean, most people were just excited to see Godzilla again. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's only been two years, but, you know, it's a whole different aspect. Yeah, it's a Japanese Godzilla returning. Right, which is, exactly. I think which 2004 been... was the last time uh, the Japanese had a Godzilla film. And which one was the 2004 one? Because I can't remember. Final Wars. Final Wars. No, no. I did not see that. Okay. Uh, they ha- the ninety eight. It, it has it has the Japanese Godzilla in it, but it also has the ninety eight Godzilla in it. Oh. <laughs> like and they fight, but the um the Japanese Godzilla like kicks its ass immediately. <laughs> naturally, naturally. Of course, yeah. Uh, speaking of shit talk and all that, um, the movie's called Shin Godzilla, which means which uh, Shin has lots of translations. I would have thought new, new Godzilla. Yeah, it's it I... can be new Godzilla or true Godzilla. Um, okay. And, <laughs> the, of course, this one I think is, like, slightly taller than ours. Like, just, like, all these little things, like, overcompensation. <laughs> like, but, I mean, like, they, you know, whatever. It's, it's a Japanese creation. They can do whatever they want with it. <laughs> it's true. I was really excited, too, to see... Um, moving back to the Japanese thing in particular is uh, just some of the little um, mannerisms that actually do exist in Japanese culture being portrayed like correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there was a scene where they were trading business cards, for example. And I mean, like it's a very hands-on thing. It's very intimate when you tra- uh, trade a business card with someone. Mm-hmm. And so they, I mean, obviously because it's a Japanese film, they like portrayed it you know, like that. And it was, you know, it had its own shot. It was very, yeah, they're, again, intimate. Yeah, they're very big on respect. Like, just yes. showing respect um, yep. in a profession, especially in a professional setting. So, like, yeah, right. you, you got a lot of that. And, um, like, you know, going, kind of just going back to the, um, you know, like, a lot of it's in offices and bureaucracy. And um, the movie, the movie shot in very interesting ways where, um, like every group of people is shot differently. Like the, uh, at the beginning, you know, we're going, uh, through the politics of like, you know, what we do in this situation. It's all oh, very the offices. Yeah. The offices, yeah. like it's all very organized. Like the shots are very symmetrical, synchronized movement. Um, and it's like, you know, cinematography porn. Oh, absolutely. Sure. The, the cinematography in this film is incredible. Like if you're someone who, uh, enjoys, just the way movies look and interesting cinematography, like watch this movie, even if you don't care about Godzilla, like this is a like beautiful looking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, you, you know, you go like you cut to the civilians, like running away from this big slug monster and uh, like, it's all chaotic. They'd use a lot of like the found footage. Uh, 
uh, aspect, but like they they use it the right way, where like and yeah, happy music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like yeah, you go to like the military. It's still very organized, but like in the shadows. Um, like then the de- you go to, later in the movie, you get like to this development team who's trying to make a plan of attack against Godzilla, and um, there's like lots of very quick cuts. It's done. Clo- it's shot in close ups, and like. Man, like every single, like the editing along with the shooting is just like so well done. It's so great. I have to admit that uh, I, God, what was it? What scene? Oh, with all the cranes and the trains that were exploding on Godzilla yeah. near the end and everything. Yeah. Spoilers, you guys. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, they should know. I was automatically. Point. Yeah, they should know. Um, I automatically was reminded of. Do you remember Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue? Oh my god, I was just talking about that earlier today. And that's what I reminded myself of whenever I was like watching that. And Chris was like, no. Oh. And I was like, no, it is. It really is. Oh my god. Oh, that's so weird that you bring that up. I was just like, I had the theme song stuck in my head earlier today. Ah! <laughs> I, I mean, it was still beautiful, but oh yeah, you know, totally. it definitely reminded me of right. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a distraction. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, oh, speaking of beautiful, uh, the intro scene. The intro scene was probably uh, my favorite thing about the entire movie, just because of how like well put together it was. Again, like you said, it was very organized. There was a reason for that. If it turns out later on in the story, but you know, you just walk onto this boat. You mentioned the found footage aspect, and that they use, too, very appropriately, mm-hmm. where they're exploring this, like, abandoned ship, and you're, like, you know, you're not watching somebody out on a ship at night, like, you know, getting eaten by Godzilla, like, you know, so many episodes of the X-Files and so many, like, random horror movies do, where it's, yeah. like, oh, you know, everything yeah. bad happens. Yeah, first scene. First night. scene is going to be someone getting eaten by Godzilla. Like, it's, it, like, while the, it comes out of the gate, like, fuck, here he is. Like, yep. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, like, yeah, they had the restraint to, like, not start off, like, well, like, let, let's make, let's mark this off the checklist. Like, Godzilla eats somebody, and then uh, we can get into the plot. Um, I don't think I ever see him eating someone. I don't think he, Did I don't think he ever really does eat people. Is that, <laughs> it's not really that a Godzilla like a thing. thing that, okay, I, I don't think I ever saw that, or I, I don't know if I even expected it, but I know that I didn't see it in this film mm-hmm. in particular. So, um, but yeah, that that scene was very organized. It was very well put together, and again, that's for plot reasons as well. Like you yeah. find out why everything was put in its place for that, and so it was just it they was very to cool. Find it. Yeah, exactly. It was very cool. It was very smart, and it was very subtle. Yeah, like the just like yeah the. Chris would kill us if we didn't <laughs> mention. I, I forget his name, um, and if, even if I did, I would mispronounce it horribly. It's the creator of Evangelion. Um, and oh, that's right. Yeah, and uh, also the other director was uh, the director of the live-action Attack on Titan film. Uh, we assume that that was for the monster stuff, and then everything else was uh, the Evangelion guy. Right. So Yeah, but like, uh, he did. they both did amazing jobs. Apparently... They're not coming back to do any more, but, um, you know, I'm just glad we got this movie. Keep talking about, like, the shooting and, like, all the the early stuff, but, like, because after that scene, we get into the, the office stuff, 
And right. um, I just love this like theme of the red, all the red tape getting in the way of stopping Godzilla when they had the chance. And, and so, it was like, funny, too. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, th- th- there was so much, like, comedic timing, especially, like, with the editing. Um, and, like, you know, as you get into the film, like, the, th- this team kind of goes rogue and does their own thing behind everyone's back. And Japan kind of goes behind everyone's back. And it's very revealing. Yeah. It's, and, like, you know, like, Chris was saying, uh, much like, you know, the gods, like the, the fifties Godzilla was a response to the times then, like this is definitely just as much of of a response to, uh, you know, what what happened with like the tsunami and the, uh, the the reactor meltdown or whatever that was a couple years ago. Um, um, and like that definitely fed into the, uh, the government aspects of the film and their, their relationship with the rest of the world. But, and uh, plus this one, had a very global, um, it, like, cause usually the Godzilla films are, at least the Japanese ones are very refined just to Japan. Like yeah. this one, this one's, you know, it's in a modern setting. So the, the whole world, like a fucking giant monsters wreaking havoc in a major city. Like, oh uh, yeah, the whole world's going to be involved. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. There's uh, a very I global scale too. to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, um, I think too that, it was really interesting, and it was probably, yet again, one of those reflections that you were talking about on the times is that, you know, there's a consideration of who do we turn to for help, yeah. you know, and of course America is right there, and they're like, well, if you do something for us, we'll do something for you. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Otherwise, we'll just blow you to shit, because, you know, <laughs> we don't want this to be our problem. Right, right. Um, and then, of course, you know, the UN signs on, and you see... Um, it was really interesting to see uh, the, you know, the vocal acting of like several different na- nationalities as well. So it was, mm-hmm. it was very fun all around to see how global it was, like you were saying. Right. We're gonna go ahead. Uh, we'll we'll cut to our our break, and then we'll come back, and we will uh, finish discussing the film. For you listeners of the IC Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 3-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I suggest To Kill a Mockingbird. That's that's a great book if you have never read it before or been forced to read it in high school or junior high, or if you were forced to read it in high school or junior high, as most people were, give it a reread. It's actually pretty good, especially like look at a uh, reflection of like nowadays and back then and how similar it still is so to download your free audiobook today go to audibletrial.com slash icpodcast that's again that's audibletrial.com slash icpodcast for your free audiobook good suggestion this week Chris. thanks pal okay so um, probably my favorite scene of the film was, uh, the major second act destruction scene. Um, the one at night the, with, yeah, the, the laser light show in Godzilla's right. back. Right. I was going to say the tofu, the tofu Stravinsky laser show. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> go watch Living After Midnight. Um, 
Yeah, please go watch it. Yeah, please for the love of God. Spend 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 three dollars. Go watch it, please. <laughs> this guy's in it. We did mention. I, it. I'm in it. I, I did it. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, it was him the whole time. <laughs> he's he's. I like... even played myself. <laughs> um, but Playing yeah, man, guy. that's it's like I I honestly I would I think I can say it's like one of the best like giant monster destruction scenes in years like it's so good i got like i just got so excited watching it um and it's very quick too it's not like you draw it out too long yeah yeah sometimes it does yeah like this this movie like the movie's two hours long but it does not feel like it the pacing is lightning fast i uh i remember you saying last time we recorded that your favorite thing is in a scene is like some sort of huge contrast between like a, a super dark setting and then some sort of yeah like that's a visual style i really like um yeah. the sort of like dark thing like you know dark setting then yeah like neon or like laser lights and all that sort of thing like or like fire also like the way he's like kind of like the the sky is like burn like looks like it's burning and in that scene it's it's so it it's gorgeous and like um, just a really cool major Godzilla scene. Definitely. Um, I um. Did you have a, fa- I, a favorite scene, David? I I told you about my favorite scene. That was the intro. Okay. Um, I just I I like how well put away everything was, and for how subtle it was that these things became so very important in the plot later on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like it, it shows a lot of um. You you, you honestly don't expect that kind of writing in in a godzilla film and then it shows up right and that's that's one of the aspects that i wondered about was how intelligent is this film going to be how how is it going to challenge me you know intellectually because that's what i look for in a film usually yeah like you Um, you know there's the two spectrums there's you know i want to see godzilla fight the smog monster and just (laughs) two guys in horrible cheap costumes (laughs) slapping the shit out of each other in the in the worst <laughs> just like the worst shit ever and then i want to see like oh like an intelligent like even the the original godzilla is like a intelligent commentary for the most part but still delivers on giant monster knocking over a cardboard city right exactly and i don't know if maybe usually i don't expect a monster smashing movie of any kind to be that way or even, you know, with a lot of the hero movies that come out, it's simply fan service. So sometimes oh, yeah. I get bored. Um, I wasn't bored at all with this film. Oh, whatsoever. yeah. Whatsoever. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's consistently good. Um, my last thing, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, dwell too much on this because I don't want to, like, harp on this person. Um, but there is a character, oh. yeah, there's a character in the film, uh, like we we mentioned sort of like the world scope to this movie. Uh there's a character in the film, uh there's an American quotes Japanese girl. Uh she's like the daughter the of some Yeah, yeah, like I think she's the daughter of the ambassador. Uh-oh. Like she's supposed to be an American character like of Japanese descent. But um whenever she speaks English, you can tell it is her second language. Um <laughs> And, like, the thing is, like, when she's speaking Japanese, she does a really great job. And, like, you know, for someone who 
who is like English is their second language. He does a very good job of it. However, like in terms of like the story and like keeping realism, you're like, eh. <laughs> see, that um, sounds like a director, like a casting director's issue, and not so much the actor though. Oh yeah, no, she like she does like that's that's why I don't want to dwell on it too much because she does a very good job. And like, you know, Chris brought up last time, like, would a Japanese audience know? I think. I think they know what an American accent sounds like, and like I don't know if the, like, I yeah I don't know if it would be a complaint for them. Like I think they would understand like well yeah we're in Japan like, <laughs> right. But here's the deal too is that, you know when we hear, uh somebody who's supposed to be foreign and they sound like an American we don't automatically oh wait no that's or yeah their their accent like, sounds super they fake. sound normal to us right yeah yeah we're like. We, we draw attention ourselves to the person who sounds different from us. And I think that the Japanese would probably feel the same way. Like in American films, you can like encounter so many like terrible British accents. Like it's like an American actor or someone who's not, who does not have that accent doing the accent. And it's really bad. And like most people will not like, all you have to do is sound kind of British. And most people will think, oh yeah, that's a British guy. Like... It's like, like Liam Neeson and, and, trying to sound Western. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like just like you could, you could be doing an Australian accent and people will think, oh yeah, that's British. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think like, I think that's, that would be the, that's an American complaint. And I don't think they really give a shit <laughs> if, <laughs> if Americans have a big problem with, oh man, I couldn't get into it because and yeah, I don't think it really hindered my experience that much. I just I kind of giggled when that happened. But um, it's because you're a bitch. Yeah, it's because I'm a fucking asshole and a racist. But um, so I mean, that's all. That's all I got about the movie itself. I, I I'm just gonna say, let's go ahead and give our ratings. Uh, I highly recommend this movie to any Godzilla fans. I'm very excited for the future. I'm going to give the movie an eight out of ten. And my review on it would have to be 8.5 jamies mm -hmm. um simply because i was going to give it a solid eight as well mm -hmm. but that was when i was i guess considering you know other audiences the american audience and the typicality of it or whatever right um so now that i'm like thinking about it from like a perspective that's more close to my own and yeah. definitely you know thinking about like godzilla fans in general um, I'm going to go ahead and give it that 8.5 because it is a really well done movie. Absolutely. It simply just doesn't meet certain expectations of the normal thing that an American moviegoer is looking for. Sure. So like, it's yeah, just I'm different. Not, I'm not looking at it on like the scale of everyone else. I'm looking at it simply from my perspective. There were right. like, you know, the, the VFX were, were sort of like, you know, like I said, there. None of the problems are really that big of problems. Are big of they're a not problem. even problems. They're yeah, just real, kind yeah. Of like they're, they're they're like they're shortcomings. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, shortcomings. Um, like if they were really if they were problems, the movie would be like a a six or a seven. The reason right. it's an eight is because yeah, like you know, I noticed these things. It took me out for like a second. That's about the only thing. But like you know, a, an eight is st I think that's still a solid rating. Chris um, gave this movie. He he was originally gonna give it a nine point five, ended up giving it a ten because he was he Chris loves this movie. Yep. I bet he's really disappointed that he couldn't be here. All honesty, that's completely fair. I yep. I don't have a problem with him giving it a ten out of ten. I think that's completely fair. You know, I just think 
I, I am taking the, the little shortcomings in consideration, but you know, that's, that's, uh, just me. I, but yeah, we're, that's how I analyze things anyway. So yeah. Right. Don't yeah. feel bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So great movie. Uh, um, by the end of this film, you realize that more than likely this is going to kick off a new series for Japan. And that's also running alongside, you know, basically legendary pictures is putting together a giant monster cinematic universe. One of the few times yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. actually okay with this idea. It's being done to death right now. A lot it of people really are is. misusing it, but man, uh, it's like, it, cause this sort of thing was done in the old days. Like I I'm, I'm okay with this and they're not overdoing it right now. Cause right now it's just, you know, they made Godzilla in 2014. Uh, Kong skull Island is coming out early next year. I'm very excited for that. And then there's going to be a Godzilla two. Then they're going to fight in, an, in another movie. And I'm, I, you know, beyond that, I don't know, but man, just those films I'm very excited for. I hear um, also that they fight Jay Z in another film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I hear Michael Jordan's going to make an appearance in that as well. <laughs> we were talking about Space Jam because yeah, they're they're also rebooting Space Jam, and uh, oh. it's, it's going to be like a it's going to be like a dark, gritty Space Jam, like very angsty. Yeah. Um, okay. There's going to be like Evanescence music, uh, <laughs> but like yeah, so I think they're eventually going to cross over with Space Jam as well. Uh, I don't know if. They might be, you know, kind of saving like Bugs Bunny for later, you know. It's it sounds so much like you're serious right now. Like I was just like hearing you, like, and it sounds very much like you're updating the the listener on these actual facts. <laughs> well, you know, this is this is just speculation, David. Um, okay. So you know, I don't know that if Bugs Bunny's going to be in there, but you know, I, I'm I'll bet my bottom dollar Michael Jordan's going to be there. He's going to fight Godzilla. <laughs> Who will win? You know, that's undecided at this point. We'll wait for a trailer. But yeah, um, very excited for everything coming up. Well, David, thank you very much for being on the show uh, a second time. You know me, I'm a special guest. Yeah, yep, yes you are. You're a very special boy. Um, so that's what my mom always told me. Yeah, we're going to have you We're gonna have you back uh, for sure at some point. Uh Hopefully, all, all three of us will be there. The, yeah. <laughs> um, Can't fuck up all the podcasts if I'm going to continue. So. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get the, some of those issues aired out. Hopefully, it won't be a problem for this one. But yeah, so everyone, this was the season finale for season two. I keep I keep putting quotes around these things, even though like I've I've said it like in the past several episodes. This is the season finale for season two of the podcast. We'll be back <laughs> next month. Uh, for the exciting third season where we'll be doing some new stuff that will be pretty cool. Sounds good. Can't wait. Awesome. Well, uh, I don't know how to end this. So, uh... That's uh, Mike's super short show. Fuck you! Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. Be sure to leave your correspondence and subscribe for more. For updates on this show and our other projects, check out IlluminationCinema.com.
some amazing not like just the editing but also like the cinematography in here yes was just i yes man, man if you have if you've had ever seen uh the show evangelion <laughs> it's uh i know you haven't but i'm talking to the, to the audience right now right to the audience um Starting the audience, David. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, we're trying to have an organic conversation here, Chris. That's why we're <laughs> responding to you. Oh, uh, oh, audience! I'm so sorry. Yeah, guess what? This is all fake. This is engineered. This is an engineered conversation for you. Oh, let me pull back the curtain. I'm Chris Strong. God damn it! 